Welcome to the Wealth Radar podcast, where we scan the landscape and navigate the noise of investing in personal wealth. I'm Jason Fowler, and I'm joined by my brother, Paul. We're certified financial planners from Fowler's Group. And in this episode, we have one of our own advisors, Daniel Underwood, with us to discuss some sticky claim situations and the wins that we've had for clients over recent years. Yeah, and I'd just like to preface this discussion because um, our take on insurance companies in general over 50 years that our company's been doing this when dad started is that insurance are there to pay claims but you do have sticky moments as we um, discussed and we certainly see them and that's where you need professional knowledge to get the case over the line and essentially there is no better person than our man Daniel <laughs> to fight that battle for you. Yeah, welcome no. welcome uh, Mufti, first time uh, what is it? Long-time listener, first-time time podcast. Yes, exactly it. Yep, finally made it to the big leagues. Yeah, we've in, we've invited him in from the back corners of the office. He's he's made the migration up to the recording yeah. studio. It's great to have you with us. Uh, allowed yeah. out for lunch only, hey? Yeah, yeah correct. Mate. Yeah. mate, give us a bit of background okay. on your journey to where you are today. Yeah, you ended yeah, up with us. And, sure. Yeah. Um, so I had a connection with Paul Horn. Um, I was lucky enough, or Director Horn, I'm sure you all <laughs> know him now. So lucky enough to be offered a job with, with Fowler's group and... I saw what I liked here. I liked the the advice business. Um, I was again very lucky to have people like Bob and yourselves as mentors to encourage me to pursue some further study and a potential career in in financial advice. Um, been an advisor now with Fowler's Group since 2014. Um, Wow, is it L- that long? That long. It wow. is that long, yes. Ten-year anniversary coming up. Can you just think, like in his, in his uh, interview, if he didn't pass the push-up test, <laughs> oh, he might not be here. That was back in Spence Street. Remember that, Mufti? <laughs> he can't go there. <laughs> well, uh, back in the good old days of Spence Street when, you know, yeah. practical yeah. jokes were for good, not evil. Yeah, but now, to, to be serious though, re- relating to what we're going to talk about today, yeah. I spent a hell of a lot of time with, with our insurance advice, yeah. you know, and I have a hand on, well, almost all, if not all, the claims that we've had of, of recent times. So it's something that I'm quite proud with. Like it's a very emotive part of our business. Um, helping someone at their time of need you're right, doesn't get any better. Um, obviously what we do is a big numbers game a lot of the time. We talk about mm-hmm. investment risk. We talk about, you know, percentage returns, um, just being able to help a family when dad's not around or yep. when mum can't go to work. Yeah. I, when a kid's sick, oh, my goodness. It's great. It yeah. really is. It is. It's a, it's a powerful part. And we did an episode in the early days. We talked about trauma insurance in particular, which was, you know, the insurance, the hidden gem, and we talked about the benefit that that particular case had. But I think that the the power and the, and the conversation we want to have today is more focused around just some experiences where, as Paul said at the mm. outset, our belief system is that the quality insurers in the marketplace, those that take the time to actually understand and you go through a process to underwrite a client and get cover in place, their starting point is to pay a claim. But even when that happens, sometimes having a professional set of eyes, someone who does this all the time look at it, can potentially produce better results than then we think that, A, if the client did it themselves, mm. and, and it's one thing that we've said in that previous episode, and we said a lot of times, if you've got an advisor, even if it's not us, when it comes to situations where you need help or you need guidance, and claims is a perfect example of that, talk to someone and let them help you through it because, as you'll see as we go through some of these yep. examples, it's 
can make massive differences. Yep. Well, let, let, let's talk through a few. So we've got probably six or seven, I think, different yep. scenarios. So let's let's talk through them. And Daniel, you can get advice what you had to yep. do or how the whole process went. So there, there was one um, that were probably not, not so long ago, and these are fairly recent, most of these, um, where we had a client that had been on uh, or has been or still is on a long-term um, income protection claim. Um, and then the decision was made, well, let's look further. Maybe there's a there's a further claim down the track. Um, can you give us a bit of yeah. background on, yep. on that one, mate? Yep. So, you know, the big brother benefit, so to speak, of an income protection claim is total and permanent disability. So mm-hmm. when things have got bad enough, you're not going back to work, that's when that benefit comes to the fold. So th- this case, like, you know, in, in defence of the insurer, it was admittedly not not straightforward. There was a very, very lengthy assessment process to satisfy them. Um, nothing in that was was particularly unreasonable. It was just a lot that had to be collected for them to be satisfied that this person is as sick as you know they're, they're presenting. Um, so we're probably six months into that process when you know we got this great news. Hey, claim's going to be accepted. Um, you beauty, right? That's yep. that's what we're fighting this battle for. Um, and that was all good until we got the initial sort of payment summary and the sum sure was a lot less than we expected and by a lot less, about half. Wow. Big number, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, could be a small number but S- yeah, still half. a big discount. Yeah, exactly, yep, yep. exactly. So yep. this this all related back to data disablement. Um, that could be a podcast on its own so yep. we're not going to touch too much on that. Um, but, you know, an argument kicked off is essentially, essentially what happened. Um we thought we were right with data disablement. The claims assessors, their team thought they were right. Um, luckily for us, management sided with us. They they agreed that our assessment in the end was right. Um, I forget the time frames involved. It was probably another six months beyond that mm. that we actually got that approval. So a long drawn out process by then. Um, the end result being that you know the value of us getting involved. And helping this client um, it was about four hundred thousand in the end. It's, yeah. it's massive, and I do remember you said maybe it was six months, maybe it was more. I do remember though, is that it felt like to me anyway, and you may be able to give us more on this. It felt like weekly you're you're either on the phone to to the insurer, or to the claims department, or having meetings, having teams meetings, just just fighting the battle. It was it was a long drawn out process, more so from the discussions with the insurer back and forth. How could someone do that on their own? <laughs> yeah, obviously that's the the whole mm. premise of today's discussion is if you're left alone by yourself to undertake those mm. dealings with the insurer, um, just the stress involved in in dealing with that day to day. Yeah, maybe you're Superman. Maybe you can do it. Oh, 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 I doubt it. Yeah, so, and so I four hundred k win essentially. Four hundred k. So yeah. I, I, you know, consider this the value of the advice in that in that yeah. process. We. We knew what we were doing. We knew how to have the fight. We, you know, we're a bit of a dog with a bone in that regards. When mm. we think we're right, we, we you know, more often than not tend to be with these examples. Yeah. Um, and in that case, we were bang on. And by, you know, taking up that fight, um, it certainly changed changed their life. Yeah, and I think, it, and I mean, the next one is a, a similar example because I think there's a couple of things here. There's knowing what questions to ask mm. and then knowing how to question the responses you get yeah to those questions if that yeah. makes sense and uh, you know the next one that we're going to talk about is we had a uh, close colleague mate or close 
um, colleague, yeah, make contact and said, listen, I've got this person that they've got this, they think they've got this potential claim um, outside of, uh, in a work situation and they had some cover in Superfund and they didn't know what was involved with that and um, people had basically said there's nothing there, essentially. And Yeah. Um, we picked up the phone we and picked, a chat. Yeah, we worked it out. So this this particular client, so this is a TBD claim again. TBD is going to yeah. cop a pretty bad rap today. It it is where we have a lot of the the back and forths. Um, but this you know this particular gentleman suffered some some terrible injuries. So the, the concern for the it was a very very large industry super fund that was was assessing mm-hmm. this claim or the insurance company that they subcontract to more so. Yeah, um, I think that's important. It was the yeah, subcontract company. It was, company. yeah, yeah. Um, they, you know, they were on board from from the minute they saw the claim to say, yeah, this this is going to be a claim. Like there's no hmm. doubt about it, right? The very unique uh, catch to this claim when we got to the point where they said, hey, yep, we're going to start rolling out some money here was that they actually had a policy definition where instead of paying you you know, your full sum insured, which is what 99% of TPD benefits do, this one actually scheduled instalment payments. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, you know. So like, like what, income protection sort of thing? or, or Well, like yeah, Chuck, it wasn't that that far gone. So it wasn't yeah. a monthly payment like what we see with income protection. But this one they were looking to say over the next six years, I forget mm-hmm. the breakup of it, but essentially you'll get one six over the next next six years. Um, they pre- <laughs> they they provide a caveat to that to say we're not going to reassess you, but we'll touch base to see how you're going. <laughs> but so, we will, we will, in, right? In, so in some a- ways, it was basically well. This I think there was two folds to that. One because it's easier to pay a large amount of money out over a long period of time. There's an economic benefit yeah. for them. But I think the other thing that they started to convey was well, we don't want the person to blow all this dough, right? Yeah, I don't know was if they it, had that much of a concern. Right. I, I think it was really about, you know, the fact that, you know, and I don't know how, but some people miraculously get some money in the bin, they're able to remove some stress, they're able to focus oh. on the health. Maybe they do get a little bit better yeah. and, and maybe mm. not as far gone as with what they once, you know, presented like. But, um, but it does lead to that sceptical view of, well, sure, the insurer sure. doesn't want to pay me now. They're going to do it over yeah. six years. When are they going to? Yeah. What are they trying to build on me to not pay? It, it builds that sceptical view. Not that that's the. Yes. Yeah, no. No. Like, you're right. Geez. Dead right. Dead right. Um. So look, the, yeah. The, the the wrap up with that was that I just thought it was rubbish. And yeah. noting <laughs> <laughs> this guy's that's, that's <laughs> very politically correct <laughs> terminology being used. Um. And, and, and just knowing what what he'd been through, you you're just not gonna, uh, uh, you know. Just, just roll over and allow that. So we took a lot of time to review the PDS, review the policy definitions, do a bit more digging than what you know the claims assessor really didn't didn't yeah I wouldn't say didn't care, but didn't want to take a deeper dive. Um, we did. I was able to find a catch within it whereby if you do have an injury as severe as what this this guy had been through, they do actually have to pay you in full. So we went from getting. One six to a hundred percent payment in the space of probably didn't take that long, you know, maybe a month's time. Um, yep, but it was a big amount of money. Way well, easier, right? Yeah, yeah. Way easier for all of us. Again, um, value of advice is at the forefront. There, not huge money. It was about one hundred and fifty grand. Yeah, okay, but it still makes a difference. Massive difference. Big difference. Mm-hmm. Big yeah. difference. Um, 
If I can go on to, to scenario three. Yep. Um, there's an interesting one. We might stop Canon TBD for a little bit, but um, <laughs> uh, this is actually a long-term client again um, of ours that um, had uh, an income protection policy. We did an increase on it a while back and there was a number of scenarios going back and forth to the insurer around what we can and can't insure, do, for. insure for based on being a business owner and money coming through different various entities, I guess. Anyway, the conclusion was we could we did the increase and then there was a claim. <laughs> and then, Mufti, can you help out here, mate? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so your um, yeah, football experience helped you greatly there, Chuck. Hey? You, you handed that one over as yeah. a handball pretty quickly. But, um, yeah, so it was uh, essentially a, a situation where we've lodged a claim. Um, now, insurers are large organisations, right? So they're never going to have complete synergy across departments. We expect for things to fall over, but when you present back to a claims manager to say, hey, here's the actual underwriting notes, here's what we call a pre-assessment that we did with you at the time to confirm this this, particular individual's business stance, here's the decision that you agreed to, and claims are saying... Oh yeah, that's that's nice, but we don't care. We're not doing it. There's a big problem, right? <laughs> um, it 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 yeah it uh, yeah beggared belief that one to where they just were not on the same page. So mm. um, uh, argument uh, kicked off yet again. Um, I think from memory, Chook, that one it probably carried on for three months where we got just brick walled the whole way through. Yep. Um, yep. I found a, an opening though, and that opening came by. We could get some time with a national manager in Sydney and her That's heads right. of department, yeah. um, but she couldn't. She couldn't take a phone call for some reason. It had to yeah. be a face to face. And lo and behold, you're in Sydney. Yeah, just by chance. It must have been Canberra Raiders must have been playing <laughs> or something. But that's. But yeah, no, we did meet with them, and you know, to their credit, we we did. Um, we're in the boardroom. Um, they're very pleasant. We just stated the case. or well, stated Daniel's case again, um, and essentially they they took that on board. Um, they knew a fair income because we were willing to to front them. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, the, the, it, the rest is history. I'd, in for, the end. I'd forgotten that because yeah. we actually had a claim. About 10 years earlier, where exactly the same thing happened. I can't even remember it was the same insurance company, but it was a colleague and they were trying to manage their own claim. It was, again, income protection getting nowhere. Mm. And that we picked it up and went, yep. this just doesn't make sense. And in the end, it was me flying to Sydney, mm. <laughs> meeting with the national yep. claims manager to go, yep. this, you know, what's going on? And sure yeah. enough, it was yeah. just presenting, it was being confident enough to present the information in a way that, you know, there was yeah. going to only be one. Look, so I think, but in the end, we just knew we were right. Yes. Yeah, we knew, we knew we were right. We just, yeah. we just we didn't right. feel right, right, yeah. to not be paid. Yeah, I think as well it comes back to what you said in your opening address is that we do believe and we do stand by. Insurers want to pay claims. Mm. Yeah, They they need some help and a nudge <laughs> along the way to yep. make sure that they actually are paying the right claims. And if that means that we have to get in front of these people when the opportunity presents, we're, we're gonna we're gonna do it. Like in this case, we, we weren't talking some small no, it was big sums amounts. and short. It was it was big money. I might actually refrain from yeah, saying it was big what money. that amount was, but there was a significant value to the advice that was provided then, both in our upfront process of saying, right, this is a situation. What do you agree we can do here? So getting them on the hook, mm. and then also making sure that you know if claim did arise and it like it did in this 
scenario that we could hold them accountable for it. Mm. Yeah, I okay. think that's exactly right. Yeah. Um, the next one we're going to talk about was, again, a bit like one of the ones we said earlier. It was an obvious claim, all right? <laughs> but there was a big difference between what was perceived to be obvious and what was available based on yeah. actually arguing a definition. Yep, exactly that. So this one um, was a trauma claim, um, very close to home mm. for, for me. So, uh, yeah, kind of difficult to deal with at, at mm. times. Um, but, you know, those ones are usually the ones you want to bat home yeah. more, more than <laughs> more than anything else. Um, yeah, client was in a, a right state had had his life yet turned upside down was incredibly sick had the trauma insurance there was a definition within the policy which matched the condition that he was suffering sent the claim oh yeah of course a home run i said i was planning on having that money with him by the end of the week sort of thing um uh, claims assessor rings done the initial assessment oh look i can see you know mr such and such is pretty unwell but um unfortunately doesn't match the definition <laughs> um we keep having these pause moments in this when yes. this comes around um i think i said a few choice words and yeah. told him to pull his head in and, and whatever else i yeah i had trouble um yeah holding back holding back in that in that scenario so if the claims assessor is listening i do <laughs> apologize but how, how, how could they be saying it's not the right yeah, definition okay. how, how so, that, how so that trauma out? policies are all insurance is but more so with trauma they're very governed by a distinct definition within the policy okay mm -hmm. so it says you know we have a benefit XYZ for condition. melanoma you have to read meet this exact category of melanoma you hit that your claims paid you know that mm. that's it so mm. in this particular case um it became apparent um after some head scratching i must admit i kind of didn't know where to turn to but we did conference in with the clients um actual gp and specialist he got them both you know to his credit he got them both on the phone we had a we had a chat um and we actually worked out that what this particular insurer was using was just a heavily outdated definition okay. and by heavily outdated i think i think they said we haven't looked at that for like that for 10 years or more mm -hmm. so you know quite so the actual medical definition they were looking at was the was different to the way the medical professionals yeah, so, so were looking at the condition the, the treatment and yeah. the condition mm -hmm. that they were looking at or the diagnostics of that yeah. condition had advanced so far that they hadn't even considered the types of scaling and yeah. Again, I forget exactly the details, but it, everyone had moved on except the insurance yeah. policy. Yep. Now, mm. thankfully for us, um, we uh, had a contact within the insurance company that got us in touch with the guy who was actually the head of claims. He built these products. Yep. Um, he, without um, being entirely open, he did know in a way that maybe that definition wasn't quite up to scratch. I got a feel from that yeah. with the discussions that, that we had. He wasn't that blatant, but I reckon yeah. there was certainly something there. Um, he did pick it up and he, and he changed it literally overnight. So yeah. he, he just said, look, completely agree. This this needs, you know, addressing. Um, it meant that that claim obviously was paid in full. Interestingly, in the conversations that uh, happened after it, he also explained that there's probably about six or seven other claims 
that they would be paying on the back of this change. That they would go back and <laughs> Yeah, because people had submitted claims and unfortunately they'd been knocked back. Now they, you know, might not have had an advisor with such a vested interest as I did mm. in this in this case, you know, trying to look after me mate and they, you know, just went, all right, well, that's that's the case. And, that's and, the... And, and we're talking about claims that aren't ones that, that we've submitted. No, no, these yeah, are, they weren't different people no, no. Within, yeah, sorry. throughout sure. Australia. Yeah, correct. Yeah. correct. And yeah. I think that, that goes to the point that we said. If you're dealing with quality insurers where you do the effort, most of them, and the thing also that got us across the line, I think, there, is that most of the those insurance companies have a consistent update to their definition, well, to their policy statements in, in a roundabout, so they've got those concepts. But the fact that they actually went back and corrected some errors, I think is that's, that's yeah, powerful. exactly. Then. And I hope that those people enjoy that outcome <laughs> but because I know that your mate and our client certainly did. So essentially we've gone from a zero, zero claim what we thought to was a full certain, claim. Yep, zero. Yep. From, from what we thought zero was certain to zero <laughs> back to where we yeah, should have been in the first place. And it does help when it's, um, yeah, with someone that, that's close to you. And I must admit in our, um, our time at Fowler's Group, geez, we've done a lot of claims of people that are very personally close to us. They're not family, but personally close to us. And it, yep. um, back to what you were saying at the start, it does leave a great feeling in your, in your heart when you can do that. Not that you want your close friends and to be, to be crook or anything, but um, I went to a conference, oh, one of the early ones. I don't know if you're that with me on this one. Then there was a bloke that spoke about, he was talking about trauma insurance, insurance in general, and he just could not, he could not talk to his best mate about getting cover. He just said it was awkward. I'd wreck our relationship. I couldn't do it. Blah, blah, blah. And at the end of the day, he didn't. And his best mate got seriously crook and mm. it cost a lot of money and then had kids and whatever, all that sort of stuff. But his biggest thing was is if you don't – his biggest lesson from that for us as advisors is if, if we can't. don't talk to those people, yeah. our, our best friend, who is? So don't think you're trying to sell them because no one else is talking to them. If something goes wrong, what's going to be worse? Yeah, that they've said no to you to start with, or that you haven't even approached it. So I, that's a big learning yeah. which you've taken on board, obviously. Oh, yeah. massively. And yep. I think that that comes the, the, the next one that we're going to talk about. There's actually a couple of examples of this over time where we've had um, opportunities to either have conversations with existing clients about because circumstances have changed, the need for how cover to be structure should change, and when we're going through some some stuff currently where there's opportunities to do that. And this this one was, a, so again, someone who was referred into us that we didn't know but came through a close contact that was saying, hey, can you just – well, if, I think the initial contract was, can you just have a look at what Absolutely. i got and tell me whether what I've got is right. And and there's been multiples of that where we've gone, yeah, maybe the cover's right, but, yeah, yeah, it's just not in the right place, owned by the right people, done yep. in the right way. Yep. And um, I think there's probably – the story you can tell covers a whole bunch of people without, you know – not anyone in particular. It's yeah, a no, big it's definitely part of what we do, right? It's, we we do see it time and time yeah. again. Um, so yeah, so this one was a, a TPD. We're getting back to <laughs> TPD. Right. Unfortunately, I said it'd be cop and a pace thing, but um, yeah. So we were brought in to to re- just review, you know, where, where this guy was at. What? How does his insurance look? Is there anything that we suggest he did any differently? Um, over the course of several meetings, he did slightly, you know, sort of start to indicate that he was. A little bit crook. Um, we, we didn't know the guy mm. particularly well, so yeah, he wasn't particularly forthcoming with it. Um, but just, just something that he, he he said to me that I took away was that, oh look, I'm still still going to work now, but you know things may may change in years to come. So that you know led me to ask 
a few deeper questions to get a proper understanding of it. Um, when we went away and did our analysis, um, one of the things that we look at when we're reviewing TPD insurance is who actually owns the benefit and what what does that mean for tax? Yep. Okay, mm-hmm. so principle... If a claim was to be made. Exactly, exactly, if a claim. Yep, yep. Um, so in this case, the TPD was owned by superannuation fund, um, which is you know, very common. We see that yep. all, all the time. Um, it's a structure, though, that can potentially attract some tax. Yep upon claim all right um and often that tax bill is far in excess of the perceived saving of the tax deduction of the oh, premium yeah that yeah because that's all people focus on initially and then and and one of the benefits of advice you talk about value advice and some mm. of this stuff and that's what came but the other part of value is actually questioning if you're going to have the cover whatever cover it may be let's make sure a it's the right cover and b it's owned by the right entities people or whatever so that the maximum amount stays in your pocket mm. if the worst is ever to happen. Bang on, bang on. And that's that's exactly what we did. So the advice followed was essentially to the effect to say, you can afford to pay for the TPD yourself, remove the possibility of any potential tax upon claim and restructure it. So client was accepting of that, took it on board. We actually did change it. Several years later, I can't, I can't quite remember exactly how many, but yeah, it was, was a fair. Passage. It was, it yeah, was a handful of, of years later. Um, he actually did, yeah, make the call to say, "Look, I am, you know, really struggling now. I think we need to to make a claim." Um, claim was lodged. He was paid his benefit. Taxman, you know, wasn't rewarded for their efforts in that. Um, yeah, it was, it was, it was a great outcome well, in terms of the value of Potentially, what sort of tax could have you paid? Potentially. Look, yeah, the the, I know the guide a on it, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was Look, in the vicinity of twenty plus percent of his benefit, right? Yeah, so it was it was a yeah. it was a good yeah, couple hundred grand. Chunk. Yep, yeah, there you go. Yeah, um, and you know, the, and and this process that that you did for this particular circumstance, it wasn't fighting with a claims department, wasn't talking no. to the insurer. It was a matter of, as you said, changing ownership, which essentially is quite a simple process. It is that simple, yeah. very simple process, but without having the knowledge to do it, you know, the client didn't have to do medicals or do anything else in particular. Just sign a form, hey, I want to own it, not the super fund. Yep. And 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 but had to be explained and understand why there was Absolutely. value to change, right? Correct. And in Correct. this particular circumstance, <laughs> they saw the real benefit of that. But I'm sure we've got lots of clients through mm. time that if there was a claim, they would get the benefit of that. And it's that, something we see all the time. Unless you're looking up, you know, potential tax considerations in your spare time, that that's never, never something thinking about it, right? someone's yeah. ever going to think about yeah. when they're looking at what insurance I've got. Yeah. So uh, a professional that's, you know, wise enough that is in the know of what could occur here is the only way you're going to get that knowledge. Yeah. And, and does it in the context of what the potential outcome mm. is, right? Just, so it's all well and good to say, oh, you can do this and you can own it and whatever, mm. but it's got to be for the benefit of if, and, you know, remember this, you know, from years back when dad's always training, right? Well, what would you want to have happen yeah. if you're not here, if you got hit by bars? Like, where, where do you want the money to go? Because yeah. at the end of the day, if you're still around and if it's you personally, all you care about is did it end up in the right space yeah. with the least amount of impact so that the premiums you paid gained the maximum amount of yeah. benefit. That's, That's exactly right. The way and, I look and at I it. mean, this whole, it's all, it's all around the value of advice. All this has yeah. nothing to do with putting insurance in place and a lot no. of it not talking to insurance. Like the, uh, the, the next one we'll speak about where a, a client's come to us 
um, via a personal injury, a personal injury claim, um, and had some misinformation um, from the advisors previous to, to coming to us on per- certain policies they had. Do you want to talk to this yeah. one? Because this yep. is a okay. great outcome. It can be huge because there was a lot of planning involved yeah. as well. But if we just specifically talk yeah. about the insurance yeah. side. Okay, so th- this one was an income protection claim. It's mm-hmm. good to throw something new into the mix. Um, unfortunately, again, some catastrophic injuries, right? Mm. The, the guy was 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 injured heavily. Um, we knew he was going to be awarded a significant compensation payment. That's where the connection with the lawyer that you mentioned in the intro came about. He also, though, had an ongoing income protection claim. So nothing huge, five grand a month. Um, was getting paid through his employer benefit that they had, group plan that they'd set up for him. Um, it importantly had a benefit through to age 65. So he was relatively young. I think he was about 40. In his 40s. At the time, yeah, yeah. There, thereabouts. So, so we're talking um, 25, 25 years, years of income. Yeah. 20, 20 yep. plus years. It was. Yep. Yeah. So um, things proceeded as, as expected that large compensation payment was approved, it was paid. Um, where things got tricky for us was that the income protection insurer at that point actually decided to cut him off. Okay. So they took the opinion that mm. the compensation payment was to be considered income and therefore the income protection policy didn't have a part to pay in his ongoing support because he was already getting that income in a lump sum from the compensation payment. Yep. Uh, it was a game, one of those where you just go, that's not right, that can't be right, right. you yeah. know, surely, surely not. And we, you know, I'd heard uh, similar situations in the past where people had been awarded compensation. I can remember a couple of cases of handled where people have received that. The income protection has continued. So mm. we, we started our line of inquiry as to, all right, well, what's your reasonable basis for this? They gave us some very wishy-washy answers to yep. begin with, right? Nothing that was direct and to the point. They started to blame a very old um, policy document that had definitions that they, mm-hmm. you know, couldn't quite understand, but this is how <laughs> it's to be interpreted and... Again, just just answers where you can you latch on and just say, "Look, yeah, no, I don't That's think too so." Great. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So we um, push them, push them a lot to say, "Show your cards." We we need, you know, we'll accept this. That's fine, but but prove that that's right. actually the, mm. the right, you know, um, in, interpretation. We we eventually got sent um, an email that said, "Oh, look, sorry for the confusion." Um, we we've been referencing the wrong policy document. It was you know it was really old <laughs> and cannot be it, serious. It came out this. of archive and like, something else. I remember it. We're reading the wrong book. Oh, Seriously. And uh, anyway, so it was it was Wade and I at the time were got that email and we're scratching our heads and thinking you you serious. And then I'm quickly flicking through to the pages to the section where I thought there'd be you know some discussion about offsets and lo and behold there's a definition there in black and white compensation payments and uh, and not offset you beauty <laughs> <laughs> so we've uh fairly quickly sent a um an email back to say hey you might want to reference this paragraph this page. you want to just review your stance on this and i don't know how long it was probably a week later we got the yeah the the confirmation that they were to be continuing with the the claim um and they picked up the gap as they did they did and picked up picked up the gap so yeah so 
so I guess the listeners do your numbers. What we say, five thousand a month <laughs> for and uh, was, twenty years. Are we giving away a prize pack? Roughly We've got a prize pack in the comments. <laughs> so <laughs> so <laughs> do the maths together. <laughs> get your abacus out. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, and. You know, it's fair to say that we don't always win, right? We've we've had some long drawn out arguments, yeah. and at some point we've got to the end and gone, okay, righto, yep. That this is this. It's still a, we've got an outcome. I don't think we've, I don't think we have ever argued and lost on the basis when there actually should have been a claim. We've lost sometimes on the basis of our interpretation of the amount or of the timing, yep. and have and conceded some ground. But there's, you know, we've got an outcome. Um, so I think it's just important, as you're saying, part of it is having conversations. At the time when it hurts, then it's probably helpful to have somebody who knows what they're doing mm. to help you through that. Exactly. Um, and certainly, you know, the experience here, mate, the, the stuff that you've done with clients is, you know, you do have a passion for it. You are a dog with a bone. Um, and we have some pretty robust conversations internally too before we're, you know, it's not just a matter of, oh, that's crap. Away you go, they, they've got to be wrong. We have arguments about, well, why are they saying that and how are they trying to, so we can actually yeah. see if there's a, a basis to that. Mm. But I think one of the other things I just want to quickly touch on while we've got you is that sometimes clients forget to tell you stuff, mm. right? And and it's, and it's I, I think you made a comment earlier with one of the um, one of the clients where you're having a conversation and then they just say something off the cuff and you're going, hang on a second, right? what about this? Um, and there's probably been a couple of examples where we've got not successful claims because they were going to be claims, but we had conversations and went, oh, do you know this here and maybe we should do this yep. and then suddenly there's been an outcome. You're right. So clients, um, as well informed as we hope they are, We'll still make assumptions yeah. uh, across everything. In- insurance is no different. So even though we've had examples of people paying good money for insurance, like, mm. you know, we, we recognise it's not a cheap expense. It's it's something that you definitely have to make a commitment for and, and see value in. And they're, you know, spending their hard-earned on insurance. We've still had examples of people getting sick or maybe only sick for a short period of time, not being exactly forthcoming with us or, or, or the insurer or, or anyone. So we're none the wiser until, you know, we, we have a really good, a robust review process, right? Financial planners, yep. uh, you know, it, it's something that we complain about but is actually a really good ingrained service that we provide where we're in touch with our clients often enough that, we, we have an idea of what's going on. So when we're sitting down with someone at review, we're going, okay, well, this is the coverage that you've got, you know, how things be. And, you know, they'll say, oh, you know, yeah, it's been all right, I'm busy at work, kids are good. We might then tack on a question and say, oh, you know, you're staying healthy, are you fit? Something like that. You know, it's just a yeah. soft and often you'll get a pause and then, oh, no, yeah, we're, we're all right or oh, we're okay, we're okay now. So I, um, in preparation for this, I think like three immediately came to mind. Yep. When I this was turning over in my head last night, I, I thought of about another four. <laughs> yeah, I can right? yeah, I So there's, there's so many of them yeah. where it's not until we're sitting in front of the client and we get that, you know, uh, discussion with them that we become aware, actually, that there's maybe a potential for, for right. a claim here. Um 
ask a few more questions and yeah, lo and behold, there's actually some some value to mm. be delivered. Now, sometimes these people um, have difficulty accepting that mm-hmm. they they deserve the money, yep. money, um, or that they were sick enough that it's quite confronting, right? Because yeah. When an insurer is cutting you, you know, what can be quite a large check to say you were sick enough that we're going to pay you this, um, yeah, they're often taken, you know, quite a long way back of saying, oh, was I actually that, well, that or, crook? Or, yeah. or, you know, they don't want to accept that. Yeah. And it's, and, no, yep. no, I'm not. And um, sometimes, like, we've had occasions where, you know, they, they knew, actually even knew it was a claim. Yes. But thought if they did claim, it would then affect their insurance premiums and other cover going forward. Yep, exactly like, right. Yeah, I mean, some of the thoughts that go through their heads seems outrageous to us, but that's, that's what these people are, the people are thinking. Yeah, and I think part of it, because of interest, we've had some conversations about this because you sit back and go, what does that? And, and, and in some ways I put it down to um, one thing that you said is that insurance companies' definition, particularly in where a lot of these claims have happened, which has been in the trauma case there are real specific you met this definition you get paid mm. right that doesn't mean you're going to die it doesn't mean you're not going to get better it's just you met like melanoma is a good example right you had invasive of x millimeters and it's a clark whatever it's a claim yeah. right and but on the flip side the medical professionals are telling you you're going to be okay yes. right <laughs> and it's that because because you are right now statistically from an insurance point of view Someone who has had a melanoma at that level that they would have had a claim is statistically more likely to either have another one or at some point not live as long as someone who didn't. Mm. But that doesn't mean you're going to die and it doesn't mean the medical professional's wrong in saying you're going to be okay, everything will be good. And it's that, I think that's part of the conflict, right, mm. that goes on in someone's head to go, well, they've told me I'm good and you're going to tell me that I get a check for yeah. a significant amount of money? It, it, it's really hard for them. No, to process. Completely agree. Yeah. So. Okay. We've got to talk some numbers, Daniel. I know you've been – we have spoken specific, about specific client cases and we obviously don't want to um, sort of run the line of people saying, yeah. oh, this must be this person, what have you. So we've deliberately kept the numbers out individually. But as a whole, if we just look at those six or seven scenarios we spoke about today yeah. – um, and and the seven that we added at the end. That well, well, yeah. even, even, yeah. forget, okay. about, even yeah. forget about that no, at no, the moment. Yeah. What, what, what sort of value, yep. dollars term, what okay. sort of value so are we talking I, I, I would like to frame this as the value of the advice, right? Yep. All of these cases have only come about. Maybe someone might have been able to do it on their own. I, I, I would certainly highly question it. It's probably it's highly <laughs> unlikely. Um, those examples is over seven million bucks. There you go. Okay. So not chump change by, yeah. by any means. Um, where, you know, we haven't cherry picked those examples no. either to, to somehow inflate. If we were wanting to, to just provide big numbers, inflate. we could certainly yeah. do that. There's a lot of, you know, I've heard other podcasts with people like me who that's all they spend their time doing. And maybe that's the listeners might want that. If you do, let us know. We can certainly do a podcast where we just run through all of these mm. great and, and wonderful claims that we've had. But I really wanted to illustrate the value of... That's the uplift, right? That's right, mm. exactly. Yep, it's the uplift. Yep. The value of the advice. Yeah, you, know, yep. you you might have been able to do it yourself. Yeah, you know, again, a simple claim's always going to get paid. I I think. Um, I, I believe. Yep. I shouldn't say I think. I believe a simple claim will get paid any which way. Um, it's when they're not exactly simple, and you need a professional like us to get involved. 
where you know, advice can deliver a better outcome for you. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I think that that's absolutely true and powerful. And it's, uh, you know, we continue to see examples of it. And, you know, for us, it's a part of the whole piece. But the value, I think, for, for me as an advisor is getting satisfaction at either people achieving their goals or people's lives or the lives of those around them are better for us having mm. had a conversation or in a partnership with them over a long period of time. Yeah. And I, I think that's what bears out in this whole conversation. Yeah, that's why we do what we do. And I think in summary, just yourself, Daniel, I, I, there are other advisors that do this and, and do it well, there is no doubt. Um, in my time, I've been, what, 20-odd years as a, as a planner. I haven't seen it. I, and I don't want to piss in your pocket, but I will. But I, I actually haven't seen anyone that, that does it better, and I'd argue someone that says they do. Um, your passion, you know the ins and outs, you know what to say, you get, you get the results. I think it's, um, you've got some great um, outcomes for our, yeah. for our clients. And, and you do need to have the passion, the knowledge. And, and for us, it's our ethos. I mean, the old yeah. man started this business over 50 years ago based on selling life insurance and ensuring that if there's a claim to be paid, then people should get the money. As simple as that. I think it's been a great chat, mate. Yeah. yeah, it's been it's been awesome. I mean, your your passion comes through, right? That's to build on what Paul says, right? You actually feel good about doing this, right? And and that's that's really powerful, and that's exciting for us to have people in our team that that do that. So, mate, it's it's awesome. You've done a good job, and you didn't need to stress about coming on. And we could have chatted for about an hour and a half. <laughs> and I, I do <laughs> I, I do stuff. actually just want to add one more thing. Um, that he's a Parramatta supporter, and oh, he's a Parramatta supporter, mate. But. Um, Daniel does look after all our claims simply because he's the best at it. But I don't. We, we don't want to be sitting in this podcast pigeonholing. Daniel is a yeah, fully fledged financial planner, yeah, and there's absolutely. a lot of another podcast. There's a lot of advice he then does out the back of this when people have got the money as well, which is a whole different conversation. Yeah. We but we haven't just, even. We haven't he's even, just our man when it comes to insurance. Right. Yeah, we haven't even. I can think of a bunch of clients we're working on at the moment, or have over the last period of time. We're, we're now. Not only we made sure the money turned up, and in some of those cases it was coming anyway, but we're now making sure that those who have the cash are, you know, living the life that they want to live and the benefit in some cases where they've been left behind. There is something for that. Yeah, well said, mate. It's been it's been awesome. Head as uh, Daniel said, head to the podcast, uh, the Wealth Radar Facebook page. Give us some topics. If there's something you want to you want to fire a question in, we'll handle it. And do your uh, mass, do your mass. Do your mass. I don't know what we're going to send. We're going to send them uh, the copy, a photo of the last Parramatta Premiership. That, anyway, I don't. Yeah. Know. Mum and Dad, remember to listen on different computers. <laughs> I need I need more than 500 views. I think. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's been awesome. Cheers. Thanks, Dan. Bye. This podcast is for informational purposes only and the information contained is of a general nature and may not be relevant to your particular circumstances. The circumstances of each investor are different and you should seek advice from a professional financial advisor who can consider if particular strategies and products are right for you. In all instances where information is based on historical performance, it is important to understand this is not a reliable indicator of future performance. You should not rely on any material on this podcast to make investment decisions and should seek professional advice.